the recognized symbol of excellence and brotherly entertainment. And now, Pro Wrestling and Being a Good Brother present The Brothers in Cavefans. And ladies and gentlemen, we are live with the Brothers in Cavefabe podcast. I am one of your aforementioned brothers in kayfabe, El Gigante himself, the man, the mystery, Kinzer Keel, to my right in the StreamYard studio is Mr. Rassland, Landon Bumgarner, as always, is my great honor, my great privilege, and my great joy to be here live on the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. Jake, I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. We've been shooting for the last hour. Uh, none of it has been recorded. But man, I'm hot. I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. I am ready for this week's edition of the Brothers in Cafe podcast. This is episode 108. We are marching on. Things are going great. And we're going to talk about resolutions on. tonight. So I'm, I'm excited. I got Terry Funk and Shane Douglas fighting it out. On one part of my screen, we're going to have some Attitude Era Raw going here in just a second. It's great. I love it. As always, I, welcome to the show. And I love you. Um, no, man, it's been it's been great. I'm I'm really enjoying, you know, uh, what we're doing around here with with the shows and everything. Uh, man, I'm. I'm really happy. It's been a great. It's going to be a great week. Um, we're getting back to wrestling. I'm getting ready to go through my longest streak of uh, wrestling weekends. Um, I'm going to go three straight weeks at a working a wrestling show. So it's going to be really excited. I'm adding a new federation to my uh, my list with Majestic um, Championship Wrestling on the 20. 20- Seventh, yeah, twenty seventh, because it's a Friday. Um, so really hyped. It's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Landon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, it's been a long, long weekend. Uh, full disclosure: my wife has been sick, so it's just been tough for the two of us to. Like, I feel great, but it's been the tough or tough for both of us to really get any good sleep and been going strong um, since about five o'clock this morning. So I'm just cruising on through getting ready to eventually crash and wake up um, at a comatose. But you know what? We'll, we'll save that for another day, but things are going good. I'm reading Mick Foley's uh, fourth book, Countdown to Lockdown, which leads up to him and Sting competing inside of Six Sides of Steel for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. I've watched a lot of wrestling this week. I'm watching ECW right now, so things are going good. I've got no complaints anymore because we aired our grievances before we went on air. Things are good. Life is good. And as always, it's good to be a wrestling fan, Jake. It is it, it is very good 
to be a wrestling fan. There's lots of great wrestling happening. We're on the road to the Royal Rumble, which supposedly starting tonight, they're going to start hyping up Cody Rhodes' return. Um, and Cody's on, on the poster. We've seen it. Cody's on the poster, which means he's going to be there. Like, I'm. It's wild to me that they're not keeping it a secret um, for a return, but also like it would also be like the world's worst kept secret. Kept secret so yeah. I'm not really too unhappy about it. I mean, he got he got hurt the perfect day. And also, I just went looking for raw results, and it's Sunday. So, um, <laughs> but I digress. Um, hey, <clears throat> speaking of Cody, I wish he was still in his anti WWE phase, so that at the Rumble countdown hits zero, and you hear wrestling has more than one Triple H, and then adrenaline plays. Cody comes adrenaline out in my soul. Let's. <laughs> Let's destroy Triple H's throne. And then welcome back, Cody. What are we going to get the the Triple H Cody point? I don't know, man. I don't know. We haven't seen a Triple H point in a while, so I think I think we need it. Um, Vince, welcome. Well, back. he's not he's not in uh, NXT, yeah. so he doesn't we, get the point. We instead of Triple H points, we get Shawn Michaels post match hugs. I want to just say something real quick. Um, for everyone that has a problem with Tony Khan hugging his wrestlers, <laughs> uh, they should also have the same problem with Shawn Michaels hugging the wrestlers. Because, like... They should also see uh, Tony Khan hug the Jaguars after each play. Brother, did you see the video of him celebrating them going to the playoffs? Mm. Man, like... As a as a player, or you gotta love an owner that's like that though, like yeah. that's that's down there, that's in the trenches with you guys, that's celebrating with you, not in his skybox. You know, I love that. As a <clears throat> as a former football player, I would love that. So, uh, you know, and there's but a I difference. Digress. There's a difference between a a Tony Khan Shawn Michaels hug and a Pat Patterson hug, but you know, we'll leave yeah, it at that. We'll leave it at that. But this is the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. We are the recognized excellence in brotherly entertainment. And uh, we've got a lot coming up. Go ahead. Go ahead, Landon. I was going to say, and this is a podcast where we, uh, you know, we celebrate everyone that claims to be a wrestling fan, but we do not endorse. Uh, Foot walkers on your face and being punched in the face by oh women gosh. either, especially when you're paying them. So, what uh, is going on, Tony Atlas? I love With you, Tony Atlas. You're one of my favorite legends of all time. Please <laughs> delete your Twitter <laughs> and get rid of it, please. Hey, like between Legends House and even like his ECW run where he was managing Mark Henry, I dude love, is great. I love Tony Atlas, bro. Like we don't need to see these pic these videos of a woman punching you in the face. How come uh they haven't covered that on Young Rock whenever Rocky's teaming up with Tony Atlas? And and, and, and that was the that was the day, everyone, that young Dwayne Johnson found out about foot fetishes. Um, like just it just show like five year old 
Dwayne Johnson like going to the locker room to find his dad, and Tony Atlas just laying there with a woman stomping his face and punching him. Just standing on his face and my gosh, like only in professional wrestling do things wrestling just casually like everyone just accepts it. I do have some uh, some things to get out of the way before we get started tonight. Um, This weekend, the return to McAllister NCWO fight or flight um, January 14th. 801 North 9th Street in McAllister, Oklahoma. 5 p.m. The doors open. And I believe bell time is right at 6, I'm pretty sure. Um, Don't quote me on that, but there is GA tickets available. All VIP tickets are not available. So you will miss out on one match from the show if you are not a VIP. But uh, come out. We're going to have some big stuff going on. I am going to be managing two talents and, well, technically three talents and commentating the entire show. So impressive. I will step away from the desk for one of those matches. Um, because of the problems with Devion, um, Devion has asked me to stay at the commentary table and not get involved in the tag team gauntlet match. So I will keep my word. I will not get involved. Um, I will let Kane and Devion do their thing uh, with the KOA, but I am guaranteeing you this. KOA is going to walk out the tag team champions for NCWO. Now, um, I don't have the poster here, but... Uh, as y'all found out on our 100th episode, I will be managing Johnny Cove at NCWO Fight or Flight against Tino Valentino for the Oklahoma Championship. And I will be stepping away from the desk for that match. But I will say um, we're going to see if Johnny's got the attitude for for this because I, I don't like how much he's been catering to the fans. So. Uh, me and him have been talking a lot, and uh, I told him if he wants to win this match, he's going to, like I told Devion, he's going to have to listen to me. He's going to have to listen to me and take my advice. So um, I can't wait. I can't wait for Saturday. It's always a great night at the matches, but I will guarantee that we will be 2-0 and at the end of the night. Keel Enterprise is going to have a great night at NCWL Fight or Flight. Well... I just hope Johnny does uh, what's best for him in his career. And, you know, I hope you yourself are on your best behavior, but whatever. It's not up to me. Uh, I'm not involved. Every man's accountable for the actions that they do. But I think NCWO is going to be great. Easily the best show um, in the state every time they put one on. Absolutely. Top-notch production top-notch uh in-ring quality it's great there's merch there it's awesome almost as awesome as the fact that jake tonight i am double fisting ecw 97 and raw 97 tonight i just started raw 97 excited season five episode two according to peacock (laughs) i um, hate peacocks i do too i love the uh, content that's on there but for non-tv shows it's 
horrible. January 13th, 1997, Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm getting ready to go back to the database to make sure I didn't miss any shows for that week. Um, there may be a shotgun Saturday night that I missed. Uh, it looks like I probably did. Um, hey, but you'll, I guarantee they'll show I'll, highlights. I'll go back and watch that. Um, it's crazy to think that shotgun Saturday night had more matches on it than, uh, than Monday night raw did, which is just wild to me, but. Hey, right. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for this weekend. It's going to be a great night of wrestling in, uh, McAllister, Oklahoma. And, uh, we're kicking, we're kicking off raw with Hunter Hearst Helmsley in the, uh, in the ring. So I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see, uh, what happens here because this is whenever he was still the Kentucky blue blood. Oh, he's teaming with uh, Jerry Lawler. Mm-hmm. And do you see who's on commentary? Vince McMahon and the Honky Tonk Man. And the Honky Tonk Man's honky got a denim jacket man. on. That's beautiful. I love it. Um, which is, he's uh, he's Lawler's cousin, right? <clears throat> In mm-hmm. real life. Shoot cousin. So I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited to get started. But tonight we're going to be doing our... Um, New Year's resolutions and uh Landon um do you have anything else that we need to cover before we head on into our main our our main uh talking point tonight? No, I do want you to know I just sent you a picture of this super sick venue that ECW is hailing from tonight. It's got a nice like second yeah. story balcony. Um <clears throat> the only thing I have is as always we want to promote and we want to shout out our sister podcast or our brother podcast, the Spanning the Globe podcast hosted by Mark Maggard in the wide world of belts. So here's a little word from them and then we're going to jump right into it. Hello, Mark Maggard here inviting you to join us Thursday night on Spanning the Globe where we discuss the belt hobby and professional wrestling and have a little fun along the way. Andy, Jim, Lane, Richard, and myself love to have a good time talking about wrestling. We'd love for you to join in the fun with us. That's Spanning the Globe, Thursday night at 7 Central, 8 Eastern, in the Wide World of Belts Facebook group and on the Wide World of Belts YouTube channel. We'll see you then. Thank you, thank you, good brother Mark Maggard. And all of those good brothers and good sisters over on the Span of the Globe podcast. Jake, you got to see my ECW championship in person this week. Yes, uh, good brother Landon came over uh, and uh, we talked a little wrestling. We, uh, I had some things for him um, to pick up and he, uh, he brought over the belt and what a beautiful belt it is. I, I'm excited for you. Uh, to to have the belt and uh man it's it's really it, it was really a wonderful wonderful title and I'm glad that you finally have it I mean you needed you needed it like I don't know a bigger ECW fan than you um besides maybe like a, a Brian Myers or something but I don't personally know him so <laughs> but uh hey, that's fair yeah man you're if there's anyone that deserves having one of those, it's you. So I, I'm excited that you finally have it. Well, I appreciate it. It was exciting. And, 
you know, this may not be the only championship that debuts on the Brothers in Cafe podcast, but you know, we'll just we'll just leave stuff up in the air. But we we are going to keep our word. We've been teasing it the last couple of weeks. Tonight we are going to talk our New Year's resolutions. Yes. So every year we we come on board and we talk about what we hope to see in wrestling. Um, gosh, we should have wrote down last year's and see if they came true. I don't remember what last year's were. Everybody go back to that episode from last year and look it up and then tell us what we said. Yeah, I'm going to have to go listen to that one just to see what we said because uh, I wish I would have. I just thought about that and I wish I would have thought about that earlier, but... This is um, why we need an intern. Yeah, so if you want to be an intern with the Brothers and Kayfabe podcast, go to www.itsawork.gov and uh, you'll be able to apply for the internship or just uh, private message Landon at 3 in the morning. There you go. It's uh, <laughs> it's what I want most. I, I dig it. I dig it a lot. I, I want it. Well, I, that being I want said, um, so the idea of these New Year's resolutions is they can either be broad or they can be super specific. It can be something like, hey, I want Honky Tonk Man to debut at the Rumble again to have such a good performance that the Raw after the Rumble, he challenges for the IC title, wins it has it for five weeks and then loses it. It can be that specific or it could be like, Hey, honestly, I hope when uh injured wrestler in AEW recovers that he jumps ship back to WWE stuff like that. Uh, it's a very broad s- spectrum, but it, it's fun because we've talked about this so many times, but since the year 2020, wrestling has just been insane you could go back a few years earlier even and say like with the very concept of all in which led to AEW, is just as insane like who like we thought there there's nobody who would even with the the same air that wwe breathes and then all of a sudden there is the possibility of something else happening you have AEW and it's like, oh, they could easily be bigger. You know, they, they're not doing the ratings TNA got up to, but they're in bigger arenas. They're on a bigger TV platform. And so it's just very exciting because, you know, the year is now 2023. Right. We have seen Vince McMahon step away. We've seen Vince McMahon return to power. <laughs> we have seen stuff we never imagined. We saw people bash certain companies and swear they'd never go back. And then all of a sudden they come back. We've seen people we never would thought would be near the main event picture being the main event. Yeah. We saw Stone Cold Steve Austin come back. Like literally, I, I don't we even know how to do Sami Zayn become the most over man in WWE. Right. It's There's just all this insane stuff. And it's like, man, I don't even know how to process everything that we're doing anymore. So I think this is going to be fun um, just to dive in and kind of see what we hope happens. 
um, things that seem really believable and maybe some things that's like, hey, this probably isn't going to happen. But if Honky Tonk Man gets one last run, I'm not going to be mad at all. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to see I, I would love to see old Honky come back, but that is not really something that's probably going to happen. Um, hey, brother but, can dream. So how how do we want to do this? Because I've got a couple. Um, and one of them is going to be something that's very recent, like uh, very uh, road to WrestleMania related. So um, should then we talk about like a specific event and then maybe something that is um, more broad for the year? I say let's let's start with Rumble hopefuls, Road to WrestleMania okay. slash Mania hopefuls, okay. and then if there's anything else, we could do that. Uh, so Jake, if you want to get started, if that Road to WrestleMania applies right now, if you want yeah, to talk absolutely. about that, let's start. So with it that. actually is it's actually something for the Royal Rumble. So, Ooh. um, so the rumor forever has been that The Rock is facing Roman at. WrestleMania this year and the rock definitely needs um, something good to happen in his career right now, because it seems like um, Hollywood is starting to kind of sour on the rock and um, this really befuddles the rock. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah. Um, I did see a tweet this week and it was like, you remember when the rock made movies where he was funny Instead of just making movies where he was invincible and can't be killed. Right. But I, I, I miss that. I miss that a lot, actually. Um, <laughs> number number one uh, in this, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say this. Um, the Rock is a really great actor. Batista will win an Oscar in his career. The Rock will not. Yeah. I don't know if you've watched the new Knives Out uh, Glass Onion. If you I haven't have, yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about it. If if you have, great. Let's talk about how great Batista was in that movie because, like, dude's just on another level as an actor and he's not afraid to take the quirky roles. He's not a ta- afraid to take the dramatic roles. Like, I really enjoy his performances. But number two, if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now because it's it's a great murder mystery. Like it's a great mystery. Um, Daniel Craig is always great uh, in that role, and uh, I can't wait for them to do many, many more of those movies. But number one, my resolution of the Royal Rumble. This is very specific Royal Rumble. The Rock returns at the Royal Rumble, but. It is not for the Royal Rumble match. The Rock will return at the Royal Rumble to have a stare down with Roman. Roman will retain. We all know Roman's going to retain. I mean, we don't all know. It always can change at any moment. But Kevin Owens is not the guy that they're going to let him uh, get the win. Right. Uh if if anyone on the roster has the clout to beat Roman at this point, it's going to be someone that is either has never faced Roman before ever 
or it's going to be someone that they're bringing in. I I truly think that they're going to separate those titles somehow. They're going to get rid of get those titles separated before Mania because I think they want a championship match that first night. So the Rock is going to return. He's going to uh, punch his ticket to WrestleMania by uh, just starting the feud. He's not going to win the Rumble. I think from there, I think Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble. I think he returns. I think it's good. I think to not have the fans 100% turn on them because the Rock coming back and winning the Rumble, it's too predictable. It's it's what we have seen since uh, the 2013 Royal Rumble. If there is a shoe in to where it's like, hey, this this is the most logical, like this is the person we want to see. If that person does not win, then not just not only just the fans in the building, but all the fandom will quickly sour, right, and say hashtag cancel Peacock. So that is my number one. The Rock returns at the Rumble just to face off with Roman. Who knows? Maybe they he figures a way to to cost Roman the championship. I don't think that's the route they're going to go. Um, but Rock is returning, but he's not going to wrestle a match until WrestleMania. That is my that is my first prediction. Um, and Cody Rhodes wins the Rumble. Now I've got a couple more that are Rumble based. Um, do you want me to just go ahead and include those here, or yeah, go ahead? Okay, go for them. There will be a Forbidden Wall, Forbidden Wall, Forbidden Door break for the Royal Rumble. Number one, I think we're going to see it in the women's and the men's match, mainly because the women's match. You have you, you. There's not enough women to have a Royal Rumble every year without bringing people in. There's barely enough men most of the time on the main roster that's worthy of being in the Royal Rumble match. Um, because let's face it, top dollar in the Royal Rumble match, we all know he's getting uh, eliminated. All right. So number one, the women's match is going to have a forbidden door entrant, and I think it's going to be Mickey James again. I think it's going to be Mickey James. Uh, she's going to be in the Rumble. This time, they're not going to release it early on. We're just going to hear Hardcore Country, and then she comes out. Um, but for the men's match, and this is out of left field because I don't think anybody's really, this is on their radar. I'm not saying Matt Cardona's coming back because I don't think, I think Matt Cardona is smart enough to stay away from WWE at this point, mm -hmm. at least for a long time until he knows that they're going to book him to, to where he deserves to be. Yeah. So I, and I've seen that on a lot of people's lists. I've seen CM Punk. Uh, neither of them are coming back to WWE. The man who is going to break the forbidden door and possibly sign with WWE, Nick Aldis. I think it's been set up long in advance with NWA, uh, him leaving NWA, all of that. Nick Aldis will join the Royal Rumble, and he won't win, I, but he's going to impress, and he's going to be... 
I want to say he's going to go after the IC title or the U.S. title uh, fairly soon. I think they're going to bring him in and let him run with one of the mid-card titles, and then we'll be off to the races. Um, funny, the Rumble's in the Alamo Dome this year, isn't it? I think so. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> Earlier today in the Alamo Dome, San Antonio, Texas, 1997. Yep. Man, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm looking it up now, but that is my prediction for the big the big name. Yep, Alamo Dome. That's funny. I would um, I, I would love Aldis to show up because he desperate like his his career is kind of on life support and he needs something big and fresh like that to rejuvenate it because I don't know anywhere else where he would like even if he were to go to AEW I, I don't I don't, I don't think see it would going to boost AEW. his career it'd just be like oh okay well I think have, he is the type of dark. guy that WWE would want he's a big guy. He's got the look. He's got the talent. We all know he can work. I'm not a huge Nick Aldis fan, but he would do very well in their system. Um, so, yeah, I think Nick Aldis is going to debut for the WWE. He's going to join them permanently. You know, he's going to sign a contract. And I think that's why we haven't really seen much of him since he left NWA. He's not getting uh, involved anywhere else. Um because he knows he's going to debut there. If he doesn't, I think he's going to flounder back to impact. I, I, you know, I don't think he's really going to do, do much after that. So yeah, like it's really for his career to go forward at all. It's got to be WWE. Cause if it's impact, like well, even the nostalgia act is gone. No way. NWA takes him back. It's, it's really, in my honest opinion, it's either, it's got to be WWE or, find a new line of work for him. Well, and you know, he's, he doesn't have much time in his career left. He's 36, which I know is still kind of young, but like once you're 40 in this business, a lot of, a lot of companies don't want to look at you. So yeah. he has got to sign that big contract now, especially if you've been around for a while. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, and he made his day favors. He made his debut in 03. So, uh, and he was with uh, TNA from 08 to 15. Um, and then essentially, you know, he was an indie guy for years until NWA like fully came back. I know he's yeah. NWA champion, but he was working championship wrestling from Hollywood. He wasn't really yeah. doing big stuff so like it's it's one of those things it's not going to be like oh my gosh nick aldis is here like he he carried those first several episodes of nwa power yeah you know he, leading up to him and cody at had that great match it all out or mm -hmm. all in and then even the rematch at nwa 70th it's like okay like still a great I, match i was genuinely so invested in him and tim storm competing for the title the early days oh of NWA yeah power. dude that was such great great work and now you look at the last year and it's like hey like i could care and this is someone who has loved uh nick aldis since his tna days um it's like you, at this point it's like i i could care less if the dude is a wrestler or not anymore because it's like hey like you know give me a reason to be invested so i would be very excited if that happens because then all of a sudden 
Well, there's and like I said, he's he's got the look of a star. Uh, he looks like I said, he looks like a million bucks, both with his suit on, with with his ring gear on. We know he can work. Um, big, tall, some bitch. I mean, you know, he's six foot four, two hundred forty two pounds of solid muscle. Like, bring him in and let him run. I mean, hell. It would be a at the very least he'd be a fresh new opponent for Roman, right? And we know he can he can work the work the uh, work the match and and bring a hell of a match. So um, that's that's my first uh, couple predictions for the year. Is uh, Rock is going to return, but not in the Rumble match. Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble match, um, and then Nick Aldis. Uh, breaks in and joins uh WWE. Yeah, I I would I would love it. Now what what is your first resolution? So this one <clears throat> may not be feasible because I believe he well, I think he's gone on record saying he's going to end his career um in the company he's currently there and i believe he did just recently sign a contract extension but selfishly i would love gold dust to return at the rumble i don't think it's likely um and i'm too lazy to look up his contract but i'm pretty sure he just signed like a five-year extension but in a perfect world i would love gold dust to come out at the rumble one last time he ends his career in the Rumble and he comes back out after Cody wins and gets to hug his brother and share that moment in the ring. I think it would be great. I think it would be full circle. Do I think it's very likely? No. But selfishly for me, I wish that would happen because he honestly, out of everyone in AEW, obviously outside of like an MJF, he's probably the only one I would be interested in showing up for a one-off yeah so in a perfect world that's what's going to happen but like i said i'm pretty sure he just signed a five-year extension and he's been very vocal about he's going to end his career at AEW. i think dustin is the type of guy that they would let break down that forbidden door just to go back for a one-off in the rumble a hug from cody you know, come out as gold dust one last time, especially knowing that it's his, uh, he's on his swan song. Yeah. And we know that 2023, he said is, is his last year. Um, then he's going to go into just training folks, which Mm -hmm. his knowledge of the, of wrestling, that's perfect for him is to, is to be a coach, be a trainer. But, um, I would love to see that. I would love to hear that music one last time. Him come out, maybe eliminate four or five guys. Yeah. I like think really put on a strong showing and then gone. I think it would be perfect um just to give him that last little hey good because I I don't know what they would do in AEW if he were to get a end of career send-off match on yeah. TV. I, I just don't know what there is for him to do because I don't see them letting him win any title. And I don't know of anyone that outside of like, oh, well, all of a sudden QT Marshall turned his back on him and they're going to have a one-off 
quick match. I, I don't know. So in a perfect world, if we could see Goldust one more time, because I feel like he's one of those characters that he fits in perfectly as a cameo in the Rumble. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you don't have to do anything huge with him, but you let him have that one last moment before he retires. Mm-hmm. Now, sticking with the theme of Extreme, there is somebody I don't... I think if anything like this is to happen, it's probably going to happen Rumble 24 because of its location. But if we're... We know of one company that the Forbidden Door has been a little welcomed in WWE. So I honestly, I would love for Bully Ray to show up at the Rumble, just throw like, have him beat the snot at a top dollar, like have him just toss some smaller guys out of the ring and then have somebody like a Cody who's a hero and it's like, Hey, we know notoriously like bully Ray is a bully and you have a baby face like that. Dump him out of the ring and get a huge pop. How great would it be to hear that music just, and that's how you know it happens. Mm-hmm. Just, you hear the, you hear the, the, the bottle rocket sound, the, and then, the music man like i i think you could even do it you either have it to where you know he's just healing it up at the ring and then you get someone like a cody to eliminate him or you have it to where he gets the table set up he sets it up and he you know positions somebody like he's gonna send him over the rope through the table and you have them, they drop down, pull the rope, and you have somebody send Bully Ray over through the table. Like, you, you could have a lot of fun, make it poetic. That would be great. Um, like, realistically, when it comes to ECW Legends, I think him and Rhino are really the only options left. I don't see Tommy Dreamer getting another chance. RVD can't get cleared. Sabu can't get cleared. I think they're really the only two that... RVD would. could get cleared for a rumble. Like he wouldn't, I mean, they don't test for marijuana anymore and he's well, still working for, for, so the reason with his legend deal that it doesn't have any matches is because of, he hasn't been able to pass the concussion protocol. Yeah. And that so makes sense. if he could get cleared, I would love that. I think if anything like that's going to happen, though, it'll probably sadly it'll probably be twenty four because the Rumble is in Philly. Yeah, um, there's no better place to do it. But I, I think at, with who's available right now, I think both like with Impact and WWE's relationship right now, I think Bully would make the most sense because of his tenure in WWE. You know, would I love like a Brian Myers? Oh, yeah. It's not going to happen, though, because right. you got you got to remember uh, who's in charge of creative right now. It's Triple H. And you got to remember who Triple H sees these guys as. So if he sees a Cardona, if he sees a Myers, if he sees somebody who's like, oh, yeah, you used to come be an extra in WWE in the mid 2000s. Right. You know, that that's who they are to him. So those are my main ones. I think it's obvious obviously like 
I want The Rock to show up. I I agree. I don't think having The Rock win the Rumble is the right choice just because of how fickle fans are. It's it's one of those things, sadly, like if Cody doesn't win the Rumble, there's going to just be so much whining and complaining. The only way that there's not going to be whining or complaining is if it's someone that the fans are behind. So it's got it like it's, it's got to be Sammy or Cody. Imagine if Sammy won it. Oh, my like, gosh. I think that works. But like, let's say, you know, God forbid if Drew McIntyre won or, you know, if AJ Styles, which he's injured. But like if AJ were to win the Rumble or Shinsuke or someone like that, they're going to be like, uh, Great job, WWE. We thought things were going to be different with Triple H in charge, but you dropped the ball because the person that I booked in my head to win did not win, so right. now I'm upset. Right. Um. So I think that's the big thing we're going to have. We need a good babyface win. Yes. Uh, to win the Rumble. You know, it doesn't need to be this. It, sadly, it's it, we've just gotten in that groove to where the Rumble's always predictable every year now. Yeah. I would love to be surprised, um, but it's also it's feel good to have that baby face win and to go straight to the main event of WrestleMania. I, I really don't have any prospects for the women's. Here's division. the thing you say we you say we need a good baby face win. The last three Royal Rumbles have been won by a baby face. Yeah, but they haven't been good baby faces. Well, I mean, Edge Edge was a great feel good win yeah but they they should have saved that for 2020 the world was exploding whenever drew mcintyre won that match like that you you even said whenever he eliminated brock lesnar it was a bigger pop than edge returning yeah but it was one of those where it's like oh Sweet, you can see this a mile away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know... Well, we all knew that's who they were pushing at that point. Yeah. But what made it bad for Drew was, yes, you had the pop of him eliminating Lesnar, because that's it wasn't people love Drew that much. It's people hated Brock that much. Right. Because he was Vince's guy being shoved down our throat. But it became that crowning moment for him, like where the fans fully got behind Drew... And I don't, I don't want to crap on it, but it's like, is that the better story than Edge comes out of retirement and wins, wins the, the Rumble? Rumble? Yeah. And so it's like, it's kind of like, uh, hey, Batista came back and won the Rumble, but it wasn't Daniel Bryan winning the Rumble. Right, right. And so when number 30 hits and Rey Mysterio returns to the WWE and comes out and fans are crapping on oh it. Oh my gosh. Because it wasn't Daniel Bryan getting another chance. It was like, well, cool. Now, Batista winning has been overshadowed in the worst way possible. So I think it's one of those things like with the with the Rumble winner, you need to go with the strongest and best story. Yeah. Whether that's like, hey, this person has earned it. They just proved it again. If it's somebody returning, if it's somebody like that odds are stacked against them, whatever it is, I, I think that's the best way to go. With the Rumble. So that being said, like with the women, it's kind of like. The women, it's tough. Whatever. Because there's not really anybody missing right now that we want to see return. I mean, um, Mm. I could see like a a Chelsea Green returning in the Rumble. But like, it's different because all the people that we're going to pop for 
are already in the company. So like, there's not, it would take, it would take Britt Baker breaking down the forbidden door and wrestling the rumble, like to get that kind of pop in the women's match. Yeah. Cause it's like, Oh cool. Like Trish and Lita again. Awesome. Oh cool. Molly Holly. Cool. Like, cool we see them every year and it's nikki and brie bella are gonna oh awesome like we got maurice like yay like alicia fox like things are going great summer ray is here like it's like what's gonna happen like are we gonna get ronda versus charlotte are we gonna get becky versus charlotte like are we gonna get bailey versus charlotte it's just one of those things to where it's like there's nothing to where it's like this is what i want to see happen and that just shows how bad wwe was at getting women's talent for a long time because like when we're still relying on Trish and Lita who have long been retired almost 20 years now, you know, yeah, it's, it's a problem because it it shows how bad they were at booking the women, but also how good they've been recently at keeping their top tier talent because of Charlotte and Bianca and all of them, they're still in the company and they could have actually been gone. Um, but you know, that, that's just how I see it. I think, I think we're going to get a couple surprises in the women's match, but it's not going to be like the rock returning in the rumble. Any surprise is better than no surprise. Right. I'll pop if Chelsea Green comes out. Like I, I, I saw this take the other day, uh, and or I 100, victorious or whatever they want to call. Yeah, it. I one hundred percent agree with this. Like I hate how in re, like the last five years they reveal all but like three people in the Rumble. Yeah, there's I like hate here, that. here are the twenty seven people. It's like oh awesome because there have been some years where there's you know there's ten one offs. And, you know, you could have people that throw a fit because there's too many part-timers in the Rumble, but that's what makes it good. So, Jake, because of what we're watching on Raw, I'm I'm changing my Rumble answers. Oh, yeah? I, there is one person I want to enter the Rumble, and I want, I selfishly, I'm not saying this is the best choice, but I selfishly want this person to win way more than Cody or Sammy. Who's that? I want Stone Cold Steve Austin to come out to the Rumble and you tell the story of Austin has won the Rumble three times. Could he win number four tonight? And you have him make it to the final four. That would be amazing. And you got to be careful because like if you have Cody or Sammy eliminate, they're going to boo the snot out of them. Yeah, I, 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 I think this is how you set it up. You have the Rumble come down to if Sammy wins. OK, it's Sammy the Usos and Stone Cold and it they're making it look like Stone Cold's going to get eliminated and you, so you got the Usos double teaming him Austin hooks both heads pulls him over the top rope with him taking out all three Sammy just happens to still be in the that ring would be great and that would be an inventive new way for someone to win the Royal Rumble yeah and then you can tell that ultimate underdog story all the way to Mania but- like is he going to do the right thing and yeah. lay down for Roman? You know what? Mm-hmm. I like and you that. could even hype it up to where like Stone Cold is looking because he realizes, oh, I took those guys out, but I took myself out too. Right. And so, hey, we get Sammy versus Stone Cold at Elimination Chamber one on one. And winner goes on to 
to WrestleMania. Yeah, I think Stone Cold is still fresh enough, obviously, and, you know, it's up to him what he wants to do. If you've been watching his Instagram, Homeboy's getting in the best shape of his life. Oh, yeah. I think... I don't think any like if you have a heel eliminate Sammy or if you have a heel eliminate Cody, then I don't think people would be as soured on if Stone Cold won. But if obviously if, you know, if Stone Cold throws them over, then they're going to be like, see, this is why I don't watch WWE because they bring in part timers. They rely on the old old. Yeah. I, I don't know if they would do that with Stone Cold just because it's Stone Cold and he's back. And, you know, it's different, but I can, <clears throat> I can see it also happening. Yeah. It's, you can't trust wrestling fans to enjoy wrestling. Right. I think if, if there's any legend to return and win the rumble, it would have, because Stone Cold owns the rumble. He's won it three times. I think I wouldn't hate a fourth time. So that, that, that's my official prediction. Forget, uh, Bully Ray, forget Goldust, forget anybody. I okay. I want Stone Cold in the Rumble. If he wins, awesome. If not, at least I got to see Stone Cold. Okay. Uh, I like that. In Texas, once again. Oh man, I didn't even think about Texas. Now, now here's another interesting thing, and I think he can come out and do a quick, quick one-off. What if Shawn Michaels comes out? I I would love it. The last time the Rumble was in. Um, San Antonio, it was 2017, I believe. And there were a lot of rumors of Sean is Sean going to come out of retirement and we get AJ Sean at the rumble. Oh man. In Sean's hometown. I still want to see that match. I would love it. I hope HBK shaves his head and wears a bandana again, because I don't want to see the uh, HBK's body is still great, but I don't want to see the old man from home alone on Sean Michaels body. So that's for sure. that's my thing. I'm just saying, Jake, could you imagine clock counts down to zero, you hear the glass shatter, and Stone Cold comes out in trunks, in knee braces, and a vest. Brother. Like, he's tanned, he's baby-oiled, he's ready to go. I think... Oh, like, I'm ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. Getting a little goosebumps, getting, getting a little... Like the the rock is showing his age, but like, unless you look close enough and realize Stone Cold's goatee is just a little bit lighter. Otherwise, that's yeah, all that's changed. And like I said, those workouts on Instagram, like he he may be better than his WWE shape. Yeah, I mean, you're. I I think you're right. I think you're right. So that that's what I've got for the Rumble. Um, I will say this, just kind of as we as we progress in this. Um, the rumors are <clears throat> that we will still get the Elimination Chamber in either February or March. Yes, I, I've heard that as well. I really hope the Elimination Chamber matches are meaningful this year. Yeah. I don't want it to be like, oh, Roman's going to win because we're going to have Roman drop both titles at Mania and then go off. I hope it. I hope Roman loses a title at elimination chamber and they separate him and you have that one. And then he's one that he loses at mania. How great would that be if we had an elimination chamber where somehow they can split those titles? That's why I think if it's like, but see, here's the thing is 
they're not going to make Roman look weak on the way to mm-hmm. WrestleMania. And that's why you have my dog, Sami Zayn. You, if there's, let's say there's two people from the bloodline, you've got Roman defending the belt, and he selects Sami to be in there to help guarantee that he walks out of the chamber champion. And you have it to where Sami goes to, you know, he goes to hit the Haluva kid, kick or something, and. Uh-huh. His opponent gets out of the way and Roman just happens to be in the corner behind his opponent. And Roman gets stacked and pinned and loses that title. And then whoever it is, I don't know if it's Drew McIntyre or somebody, they take out Sammy. Or you have the bloodline come out and take out Sammy and you have someone. I, I just think whatever it is, it needs to be a meaningful chamber instead of, oh, this is you know, another out of the last seven years where the world champion retains easily because of something quick at the end. Yeah. You know, you think of the years where I did not expect a title change this close to WrestleMania and we just had a title change. Yeah. You know, or even if it's something like Roman, I don't know, Roman loses it and he shows up and he interferes in... You know, if they do another Elimination Chamber match, he shows up in that one and interferes it or something. I, I yep. think, I, I hope it'll, it's, it's it, meaningful. It'll have to be a screwy finish. Yeah. Um, that's for sure. Um, but I like that. I like that a lot. I mean, or, they've got to separate those titles. I, here, here's what you do. You have The Rock going after one title and mania, but it you have an elimination chamber where the winner of the chamber will face Roman Reigns on night one for the other title. And so they put Sammy in it. And Sammy's job is to make sure that nobody is going to WrestleMania to take that title off of Roman. And Sammy is the first one eliminated. <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot. Because then it leads to okay. Because now at WrestleMania, it's going to be Sami Zayn in a three in a three on one handicap match until Kevin Owens comes out to save his good buddy. Yeah, I like that. I like so, that a lot. That, that, that's what I've got for everything leading up to Mania. Okay, I like that. Um, my next one has to do with uh, the Indies. Kind of has to do with AW but it, it mostly has to do with the indies. So there's big rumor FTR. They're leaving AEW. there's big rumor. They're going back to WWE. They're going to face the Usos at WrestleMania. Um, while I would like that, I would like FTR's big moment in the sun, beating the Usos for the undisputed tag team titles at WrestleMania. That is not what happens. FTR leaves AEW and for the next 365 days they make towns they work every indie they can find they become the kings of the indies they face every great tag team on the planet they go from town to town doing what they do best 
And then in a year, they return to AEW. And we finally get that giant, important Young Bucks versus FTR match that we all know everyone is waiting to see. Not like the first one where it was just, it was a good match, but we get FTR as those white meat king of the indies baby faces that are coming in and they are going to destroy the Young Bucks. And they have the greatest match that we've ever thought that could happen in in tag team competition. I mean, last year alone, FTR had three of the greatest tag team matches of all time. Oh, easily. And they were all against <clears throat> the Briscoes. Yeah. Which, um, not to be controversial, but, you know, the rumor is... Briscoes can't be in AEW because Warner disapproves of a single tweet right. that was put out. But starting to wonder if there's some EVPs in the tag team division who don't, don't want, want the Briscoes there. But hey, what do I know? Hey, you know they'll be the kings of ROH again. I mean, that's where they. That's where they. That is the Briscoes territory. That's. They are the tag team that made ROH. I let's mean, get some. Let's get some ROH TV deals announced in 2023. Yeah, I think that there will be. I think that the Honor Club will go off great, and they will have a show. And that that's one of my resolutions for the years. I'll get to that here in a little bit. Um. So FTR becomes king of the Indies. That's that's the big thing. That's the big, like, they're going to go out and they're going to have five-star after five-star after six-star after five-star. Just going to have great seven-star FTR matches, you know? Um, And the reason I think that they're not going back to WWE is simply the fact that Dax is doing the podcast right now with with Conrad. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that he, when Conrad said, hey, uh, you want to do this podcast? He would have been like, well, I'm getting ready to go back to WWE in January. Like, (laughs) what's the point of even starting it if you know you're going back? I think they dropped all those titles because it's time to drop those titles. Uh, You know, if you're not, they didn't have a lot of opportunities to defend them. So why even have them? Right. So I I understand that. But um, that's my big one for for that. The other one uh, that I wanted to touch on real close is the sale of WWE. In the next six months, WWE will be sold. And they will be sold to NBC. Why NBC, you, you might ask? Well, it's simple. NBC owns Peacock. WWE is perfect for Peacock. Mm-hmm. And you got to think that history, especially with Dick Ebersol, since yeah, the absolutely. 80s with absolutely. Saturday night's main event and everything, like it, perfect partner. And I could see, you know, NBC owns a lot of different channels. I could see them keeping Raw on one of those channels. But that means once the contract is over, they're not going to be on Fox anymore. SmackDown is not going to be on nope. Fox anymore. Uh, so... That leaves a big hole in Fox's TV deal. 
Fox supposedly wants wrestling content. I mean, that's so what I see happening is over this next year, AEW continues to grow, gets more million dollar gate after million dollar gate, and Fox takes a chance and puts them on Fox. And there it's a perfect it's a fer- perfect balance for them. I mean, really, it's a it's a show that they could they could own, that they could have, you know, yeah. big deals with as Monday Night Raw just ended for uh, January 1997, another great episode. Um, I'll talk about it next week. Um, but I think I think that's where we're heading, is that Fox is going to be looking for um, a TV deal with a wrestling company, and AEW is going to be there. Now, that opens up the talk for ROH. Where's ROH going to go? TBS. TBS, TNT. One or the other. It sounds like they're more pushing that they want them on TBS. Um, I think that's the perfect, in, in my mind, that's the perfect way. And you can call me a mark for AEW, but the only way AEW is going to grow is if they get on a basic cable channel. Mm-hmm. To where it's a it's a nationally televised channel, yeah. Because there's still people out there that don't have TNT and TBS, yeah. And it's it's on a national uh, cable channel like that. It's hard to get growth, yeah. And when the only other option is behind a paywall or with a cable provider, it's hard to get growth. Um, like Belter released that viewership technically went down fourteen percent. Which sounds like a lot, but it's really not. It just means they've dipped below a million. Um, and that's not to their fault because Raw has been in the low one millions and lower because people are getting rid of cable. Oh, guess what channel NBC owns? USA. Hey, well, there you go. We're, we're keeping Raw there, baby. Um, e- either that or it goes behind a paywall. Yeah. And it's one of those things to where there's a reason, even though SmackDown may not be the greatest show, like it's still closer to 2 million to 3 million for the majority of the yeah. year. And it's because there are way more people that have uh, antennas. It's on free TV. It's on free TV. You literally, you just have to have a TV to be able to watch it. Right. And if you don't have a TV, just pull it up because it's streaming for free. And it's one of those things to where that makes a difference. Jake, you and I were talking about this earlier this week. Growing up at school, talking to wrestling, mm-hmm. or talking wrestling with kids, like, everyone was like, oh, man, like, I used to watch SmackDown, like, Booker T, Rikishi, like, John Cena, all these people. I was like, sweet. Uh, what do you think about Triple H and Shawn Michaels? Who? And that's that's one of the reasons I brought this up, is because it, that conversation was like, this is going to happen. Yeah. And I'll, and it's not going to all happen in 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 2023. Mm-hmm. The sale of WWE is going to happen yeah. here soon. And I think it needs to. I was thinking about this before we went on air. I want. I like. I genuinely. You know, two years ago, I would say I never want WWE to be sold. But now I'm like, I want WWE to be. I want to see what happens. Like, let's with how Kabuki ish wrestling has been. I want to see how. Um, 
even more insane it gets with it. Because, you know, no one thought Vince McMahon would step back. No one thought WWE would ever be sold. Like Vince McMahon had a self-destruct button in his office that he did it. And all TV trucks and crews and warehouses would just implode in a second. <laughs> all, all talent has a microchip and it would activate and they would die instantly. It's one of those things we've just... Ne- it's always been in the back of our minds, but now it's actually possible. And so I, I, I'm super curious. I didn't even think about ROH getting an opportunity like that. I think, I think that could do wonders because as much as I have loved Ring of Honor and I loved when Sinclair was over it, there was a difference in. Qu- TV production quality and watching Ring of Honor and watching literally any other promotion. And so I think like with the way and you could say, well, ROH doesn't feel like ROH anymore. That's fair. But it looks like a legitimate TV quality wrestling company. And so the people that don't I agree with that. The people that say that don't want ROH to succeed. Yeah, they want ROH to stay the super indie. Like I, I hope FTR stays in ROH, and I hope they get I on. That. I hope they get on TBS or TNT, and I hope it's like, hey, they're the they're the face of Ring of Honor. I I would love that. I'm so glad you came up with that. So, um, I'm gonna throw one last deal in there, and then I'll let you um close out with your last resolutions because, uh, it's. Getting close to time we've to been sending it home. Yeah, we we've been going long tonight. Um, the last thing is MJF is going to have a year long reign, uh, just over a year. He is going to hold that title because he wanted at full gear. Yeah, he wanted at yeah. full gear. Uh, he will hold it until after full gear, twenty twenty three. Uh, let's say he wrestles Ricky Starks again, probably is what's going to happen. Uh, full gear is usually November. <sighs> Every December, AEW has this little show called Winter is Coming. And Winter is Coming has had its fair share of really crazy things happen, like uh, Kenny Omega winning the AEW world title, that kind of thing. So, and Winter is Coming 2023... MJF loses the AEW world title. And who does he lose that title to? A man who has plagued his shadows for almost two years now. Someone that he has kept down and has been a thorn in his side. And I'm about to show you on camera who I'm talking about. We get our first legitimate big man as AEW world champion. We get Wardlow as AEW world champion. And then you open up a whole new style of world title match. Uh, Wardlow can go. He's, he can't quite do, you know, right now he can't quite do the 30 minute matches, but you can get a solid, you can get a solid 15 to 20 out of him. And he, he doesn't need to do the 30 minute matches right now. He can do a solid 15 to 20. Now, as he gets to the top of the card, he's going to have to have longer matches because the competition is going to be better. 
Yeah. Um, you have to keep that believability. He can yeah. put away, he can put away, you know, a Darby Allen in 10 minutes. Yeah. But he's not going to be able to put away John Moxley. Yeah. In that time frame. And he's not going to be able to put away Hangman Adam Page yeah. in that time frame. You, you've got to lean into that psychology of, you know, hey, Danielson is going to be able to wiggle out of everything Wardlow does. But if Wardlow gets a hold of him and locks his fingers and starts that power bombing, it's over. It's over, and you could you could stretch that out for thirty minutes of every time Wardlow sets up something like that, Danielson's out of it, or you Danielson's know, out of it and gets him in a leg lock, yeah, or you know, you something. you hit Mox with some big moves, and Mox rolls back up and asks for more, yeah, and it makes Wardlow have to dig deeper and figure out, okay, I can't just hit him with the same power moves. I got to come up with something more devastating to beat him now. He gets that big babyface moment beating MJF. But I think in that rain, he turns heel. But that's that's for next year. That's for next year to talk about. We'll see if this all actually happens because um, I'd be really interested if it happens. I need to we need to write them down. Um, I'm going to pull up a word document right now and write all this down because I would love as the year goes on to discuss this and say, Hey, we got this right. Like we can talk about this in a couple weeks. Um, when Royal rumble is over, which what date is the Royal rumble? This it year? is the tw- Saturday, the 28th. Okay, good. I'm not booked that night. So we need to there get together for the rumble. So, but yeah, that's the end of that simple Wardlow ends 2023 as a W world champion. I I like it as we wrap up. Really, my AEW predictions or resolutions, I should say, is I want MJF to have the most credible, most meaningful world title run. And this isn't to throw shade at Mox. This isn't to throw shade at Punk. But with how many of those interchanges we had just within, you know, a five-month period. Yeah. You know, as much as I hated, you know, oh, Omega's going to hold the belt for 18 months. Jericho's going to hold the belt for nine months. I think MJF needs to be the absolute most credible champion there has been, all while being a a heel. So then leading up to whether it's Ricky Starks or if it's Wardlow or if it's somebody else that we don't know about yet, if it's Danielson, I think you hype it up to the most meaningful babyface win and you ride that momentum to where MJF can be a heel and try and screw them out of the title later on or if it's, you know, Wardlow turns heel and guess who reunites? MJF and Wardlow. I like that. Because as much as MJF hates that Wardlow took his title, he knows that everybody has a price. And if you can't beat them, join them. So those are my those are my predictions for AEW. Um, really, I guess as far as just independents um, and other companies go, I j- I hope that Impact truly just flourishes. I hope they get rid of the stain of the last ten years, which not all of the last ten years have been bad by any means, but. The it's really been the last seven years have just been brutal 
And so I hope they're able to un- undo that. And I think of it as, hey, you can't be heyday of TNA anymore. You need to be something completely different. Sure, you have the same name, but you can push forward and and do bigger and better things. They've got the talent. Yeah, They've got they the production quality. I think they just need to figure out what is their uh what is their role in a professional wrestling world cuz they can't be AEW and they don't need no. to. They can't be WWE, and they don't need to. So they need to figure out what what can they offer that nowhere else does because you can't impact. Yeah, you can't just say oh we have banger matches. It's like cool, so does every independent in the world. Like you you need to find out uh, their spot because I, I would love for Impact to be credible again. Like I love it, I want to support it, but it's also really hard to support something that they literally just relied on Twitch for the last several years, right? And now they're on a subscription on their app and on YouTube, which is a step up. But it's like, hey, let's let's get them on basic cable, on public yeah. access. Let, let's. Figure out something. Let's get them on sci-fi. Let's get them on, yeah. you know, VH1. So I'm, I'm very hopeful. MTV. For something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, hey, I'm like, I dig it. Um, yeah. And then. The Disney Channel. Something. I'm going to th- I'm gonna throw out one more resolution. There's no way on earth this will ever happen. Um, because the king of sports of entertainment is gone. But I'm going to throw this out here because I want this to come back. I want Tough Enough to return. It's hey, it's that, it's not going to happen. That could happen. I don't I don't that know if we, I don't know if the powers that be are interested in doing a reality show. So recap your WWE resolutions for me. So the main ones are I want really I want Stone Cold to return at the Rumble. And I want uh, the Elimination Chamber matches to mean something. And I want those titles separated from Roman. Uh, most likely at the hands of Sami Zayn screwing up his plans. His plans and separates titles. Got it. Man, that, those are some great resolutions. And I've got them. I've got them here. Like, I'm ready uh, I'm ready to see um, what happens. You know, um, I really think we need to uh, go back and look yeah. at last year's and see what happened um, because I bet we got something right. Um, yeah. And we will be, we'll either be right at the end of season seven or we will be in season eight when we go back and revisit the resolutions we have. Put into the universe tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Which so. is insane to <laughs> right. think about. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Brothers in Kayfabe podcast. Don't forget to come to McAllister, Oklahoma this Saturday, January 14th. Be there by 545 for doors open. I have been Kinzer Keel. He has been Mr. Rasslin, Linda Bumgarner. And this show is just too sweet for life. Thank you, guys. Thank you.